This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm bringing back a dear friend of mine named Jess. She is an online entrepreneur and coach, and I've invited her back onto the podcast because about eight months ago, I did a podcast interview with her while she was still pregnant with her baby girl, Esme. And it was really an interesting conversation because she was sharing about how she was doing online nutrition and coaching. And then in the last eight months, I've really witnessed her bloom into her element of being like a real advocate for mothers and just really showing up online authentically and real. And so I wanted to bring her back on the podcast today to just have her share her story and her journey. And then we're really going to be diving into mindset, of course, because this is a really big thing on my channel. And that's what I coach about. But I really wanted her to share like her mindset shift of like what she's discovered with herself and her life now that she's become a mother and now that she's really shifting and like going into her element. And she's even started her own podcast. So we're going to be talking about a ton of really great stuff on this episode today. So I'm very excited to welcome Jess. If you could just give a little intro about yourself and then we're just going to dive into our conversation. All right. Well, thanks for having me back. This is so exciting. I became pregnant. I just found that like nobody talked about anything and it was just like this really surprising and weird time because you're going through so many transitions, like one after another. And I often was just like, am I the only one who is experiencing whatever it was that I was experiencing at the time? So I started just like talking about stuff on my Instagram. And I really found that like all of this stuff is so common and is normal amongst mothers, but everyone just feels like they're alone because nobody wants to talk about it. Like everybody just wants to pretend that motherhood is this like super awesome glamorous like time of your life and that is just it's false (laughs) like motherhood is amazing but I often describe it as a complete shit show like it is just this roller coaster of a ride and you have super high highs but you have these incredibly low lows and I just really realized that there's, there's not many platforms or, you know, accounts or people out there that are really like honest and open about what motherhood really is. And the more and more I shared, the more and more I just connected with all these moms that would just continuously say like, um, you know, like, I wish like people would talk about this more, or it's like so comforting to know that I'm not the only one that's going through this. So now I really intentionally and purposefully use my Instagram to to highlight like all of the areas of motherhood and to really normalize every aspect and then like Kayla said before it led me to starting like my podcast which is called the badass mom's club I love this <laughs> it's so funny i often say to emmanuel my my boyfriend 
that if you had told me like two years ago that I would have a seven and a half month old daughter and a podcast named the Badass Moms Club, <laughs> I would look at you <laughs> and be like, you're crazy. Like that, that is not what's going to happen. But here we are. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm up to these days. <laughs> and I love this so much because obviously I don't have a child and I've shared this with you where I don't know if I want to have kids like that's totally not on my radar because I'm I'm in the mindset right now of focusing on building my online coaching business and working and saving money and wanting to travel like I guess you could say quote have more freedom right but when you show up online and you're sharing so authentically and you're sharing you know, yes, these are my stretch marks. Like, yes, this is how my body looks now. And you're literally posting pictures of yourself, like so authentically, like how you are right now. And it just in complete confidence with self-love and advocating, like just because you've had a baby and your body's changed and people say things to you like, oh, it's never going to be the same. Like you get to choose self-love. Like you get to choose how things get to go, despite it seems like when we have a child that things sort of get out of control and you have to constantly adapt, like talking about this roller coaster that you described earlier. And so I just really love that. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch you grow as you keep showing up online and doing this because it's, it's really inspiring for me because for example, for myself, I know that the mindset I have is like, first of all, if I'm going to be totally honest and vain, like I don't want to give up my body to carry a child and like, and just, and lose certain things that are important to me right now. Like if I'm being totally honest now, that doesn't mean that that won't change in a couple of years, but seeing you show up and be like, okay, this is how it is. But like, look how happy she is. Like she has so much love for her daughter, like her relationship with her boyfriend's evolving. Yes. There's going to be downs and, you know, downs and highs and whatnot. But in the end, like it looks, it, lo it looks like it is worth it right? Mm -hmm. And this is real. It's not some glamorized thing like you talked about, which I think is so important. And, uh, and yeah, so I love what you're doing. And I think that what do you, what do you find, like who inspires you the most to, to keep showing up online? Cause it sounds like, you know, you've obviously been influenced to show up this way. So like what's inspired you to do this? Initially when I started showing up, um, when I was pregnant, it was out of like a need for myself to feel like that connection with other people. And like, that's like what, what kind of brought me to doing this is that like, I literally was like sitting there and just being like, I can't be the only one who is laying on my bed, sobbing uncontrollably for no reason. I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like, so when I first started, I was just like, I, I need to know that like, that this is normal. So that was like what drove me to do it in the first place. And then now, honestly, it's just like, it's the other moms. Like it's, it's connecting with these moms and just like hearing their stories and having like, I mean, you, you probably get this too, but like having someone message you and this is totally like self-centered or for like my own feel good. And I can admit that, but having someone message you and be like, wow, like knowing I'm not alone in this, like makes me feel better. And like, that's incredible. Like, and I say this all the time too, that like, you know, I, I don't get money from doing my podcast, right? Like I'm not being paid. <laughs> I actually have to pay as you know, like you yeah. gotta pay for things. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't get money from my Instagram. Like there, there's no monetary profit. All of the profit comes from the moms, like 
saying things and like having that connection. And like, that's honestly like what just drives me to keep going. And when I post things, because there's a lot of times, like it's scary. Like I, I post things that scare the living hell out of me sometimes. Like I I've said things that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like there's people that will read this and will think very poorly of me. But then I think about like, like that there, there's other people out there who feel that way. And if it can just like touch one person, then it's worth the people that are going to read it or see it that are going to like think shitty things about me. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a really important point because it sounds like you're staying authentic and true to yourself no matter what, because if we spend our time trying to word things perfectly or have the perfect picture or do everything the right way, then the fact is we're never ever going to make everyone happy. Like that's just, that's just a reality. So Mm -hmm. I think the the best thing we can do for ourselves is show up authentically. And then the people that resonate, resonate, they will come to you. Like they come to us and they stay with us and they read our content and they listen to our podcasts and they engage with what we're doing. And so yeah, and I, I think it's not, it's definitely, I get what you mean by hearing from people like, oh my God, this made such a difference for me. And that is really rewarding. That does make it worth it. But it's true because when we put ourselves out there and we like put skin in the game and we're vulnerable and, and showing parts of us that we only think about in our minds and we never actually say out loud or show in person, then it's like, yeah, it, it is nice to just have a little bit of reassurance. And mm-hmm. it, it, that, totally, that totally makes sense. And so I, I love this because I hope that even if somebody's listening to this right now and maybe they're not a mom, maybe they're not an entrepreneur, but you can still take the concept of what's important to you, what lights your heart up, how can you show up so that you can be the glue that brings people together. Mm-hmm. So I think that that, I think that's so powerful. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really true though that like, the the only way to make like real connection with people is to show up authentically. Like you can you can lie, right? Like you can post stuff and lie or you can like, you know, fudge things to make it seem better or whatever or you can like post like the perfect photo every single time with the perfect caption and you will get traffic. Like people will like your stuff and people might even engage, but the only way to make true connection is to be authentic. Yeah, it's true. And of course it's scary because you're putting yourself out there to be judged in a way that's out of your control. Yep. Yep. And it moms will like probably every mom out there can attest to this. Mom shaming is like so real and it's so shit. And yeah. it's it's just like that that's like the other thing that like scares the living crap out of me. But I'm like, you know, you know this too. Like women, women are very catty as it is. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, when women become moms, it just like elevates it for some people and they just like turn into mom shamers. I don't know how else to say it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've obviously, I've talked a lot about perceptions and how we can choose our thoughts. Like I've talked about this a lot on my podcast and I think that, I don't know, there's, there's, there must be some sort of, for for there to be mom shaming, whether it's mom to moms or people to moms, like I think there's a lot of ego involved because suddenly you have this tiny little human that's in the picture mm-hmm. and you like, no one wants to be seen as the parent that fucked up their kid. <laughs> like yeah. they're totally blind. So of course it totally makes sense that people are fired up 
and they're like judging other people and this and, and then all of a sudden oh they do it differently than I do then that must mean there's something wrong with me and mm. that just ties into you know people creating stories and then just trying to figure things out but the thing is and I know that you've said this in some variation that when you become a parent even when you live your life but when you become a parent there's no manual mm. like there's no manual saying okay this is I mean there's sure there's tons of books and you know podcasts and people like practitioners and doctors and people that you can learn from. But the reality is like everyone's life is such a unique blueprint that you have to just live it as a parent and figure it out as you go. And I think that if people had more awareness, like mothers and parents in general, or just even guardians, whatever it is, if they had more awareness that everyone is on their own journey, like how you're on your own life and you're doing whatever career you're getting married before, after you have kids, you're not getting married, you're, you know, a homosexual, whatever it is, like everyone has their own blueprint. And I think that maybe that level of awareness is lacking in, in motherhood. I don't know if that mm. resonates with you, but that's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it told everything you said totally makes sense. And it's just like, it kind of just like goes back to the point of like, stay in your own lane type of idea and like, just put your blinders on and not worry because like you I can guarantee you were raised very differently than I was, whether it's down to like, you know, if we were breastfed versus formula fed or like what types of foods we were fed when we were kids or like how much TV time, like we were raised so differently and like, we're two super incredible humans. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like I, I very firmly believe that all of that stuff is kind of just like, whatever, like the meat and potatoes of like how great your kids end up being has a lot more to do with like your love for them and like teaching them about like kindness and respect. And it's not if you let them watch TV or, you know, they got a cell phone or, or like you bottle fed them instead of breastfed them. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> no, but I, and it like, obviously, obviously I agree with you, right? Because then it just gives everyone the freedom to, to explore and like do things how they want to do them, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The next thing I wanted to dive into is talking about like your mindset shift from, I guess the moment you got pregnant. Cause I know that you've shared that it was obviously a surprise that, that you were pregnant with Esme. And so what, what happened, like, how has your mindset shifted, you know, from being pregnant to like, obviously now having her and putting yourself out there? Um, so before it's funny. Cause it's like, and the, probably a mom, mom, a lot of moms can resonate with this and dads won't. It's like the second you find out you're pregnant, everything changes for the mom, right? The, the dads, a lot of dads don't really connect with having a kid until the kid has arrived. Mostly just because like they're not the pregnant ones. So, yeah. <laughs> um, duh. <laughs> um, so it was like, I don't know, like the second, the second I found out I was pregnant, it, obviously there was a lot of like ups and downs and it was like a roller coaster in itself, but you just like, you just become hyper aware that it's no longer you and just you. Right. Like I, I spend, I was 26. 26, 26 still when I when I uh, found out I was pregnant so like I had 26 years of like just Jessica and no one else right like I have a manual of course but he's his own human and he's an adult and he can take care of himself so it's like the second like you find out you're pregnant 
you're just, you're just like hyper aware that like, holy shit, like I am now the caretaker for this other human being and things, things just start to change. And I say like, I, I had a really awesome shift that I became very like appreciative of like family and friends when I became pregnant because I kind of was always like a solo type of person. I always joke that I don't have like many friends and things like that. But like when I became pregnant, like my mindset really went from family and friends are like what really matter in my life. And it was like this, this really great time because a lot of people will tell you that when you have a kid, like you lose friends because if you have friends that don't have children, it just becomes challenging to like navigate those two different types of worlds. But I was very fortunate that like my, my friends actually stuck around (laughs) 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 and like, I actually became a lot closer with them with like some, some girls that I was really close with before and then whatnot. So like, that that was really cool. Just to like recap this, how when you discovered right away that you were pregnant, like your whole world changed and your mindset immediately shifted. And it was just like getting that one piece of information completely changed your world. And it changed how you saw yourself as being somebody to take care of not only your, your own self, but now you have a baby inside of you. And it's funny because the part where you shared with your having friends and family and that being something that's really important to you now, that I, I can I can relate to that in the sense of friends who don't have kids. Like I have friends who have kids that it is harder for me not having children to relate to them, right? So obviously like I can admit that I haven't been in as in, like in touch as much. I mean, obviously you're an exception because we've always stayed in touch anyways. But also I do have friends that have kids and like I've definitely, our relationship has changed. And so I, that can be difficult. But then again, like, it's just a matter of, it, that doesn't mean that you can't put the effort in to still have a relationship and just go and do different activities where it's inclusive to everyone, you know, the kids and, and the mom and the boyfriend and whatever else, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about that. And so I love that suddenly your mindset shifted from not being, not being like selfish, but from being self-centered without the heaviness to really considering everyone else in the picture. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, it definitely went that route. And I can very easily admit that like, I've been like, I was like a very self-centered person. That's a, you know, old Jessica. (laughs) But yeah, like once, once we found out, yeah, we were pregnant with her, it just... I just became really connected with this idea of like family and like, obviously I posted like that post I posted last night on Instagram about how like for a long time in my life, like I didn't even know if I wanted kids. And I talked to though, like, I think this was another pretty big mindset shift that kind of had been happening over the course of like years, but it also really, really happened. Like when I became pregnant was stopping caring about like what other people want for me and like really questioning like what do I want for myself and that that was like like I said like it it was something that had been happening over years but when I became pregnant with Esme all of a sudden like 
I had like this weird pressure that I put on myself that I was like, man, like I need to like get my ducks in a row because like we've got a kid coming and you know, every parent wants like the best for their kid and wants like to make sure they have everything they need. And it, it forced me to really like look internally and be like, like, what is the kind of life that like I want for myself? And like, like, what does Jessica want? Not, not what does everyone else want? Cause I've spent like a long time in my life doing things for other people and like not doing things for other people, like me doing things that should be for myself, but doing them in a way that would like make other people happy. So when I like was pregnant with her, then I was like, you know what? Like I, I really would like to like have my own business and like, I don't want to work for someone else. And I don't want to have to worry about like collecting a paycheck. Like I want to be in control of all those things. So like that mindset shift was like really cool too, because it like, it forced me to really just be like, like, what does Jessica want? Because I know, and like, I, I talk about this a lot too, on like my social media and my podcast too, that like moms have a tendency to give, 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 give. And they often think that like taking for themselves is selfish. But what we fail to recognize is that when you actually do things for yourself and you build the life that you want, you become a better parent because you're just more, you know, you're happier, your cup is full, you're, you're happy about life, you're excited. And when you have all of those elements in place, you can like deal with your child or interact with them or, you know, whatever word you want to use, but you can do it in a more healthy, happy manner. So when, when I kind of like, when that stuff like clicked for me, I was just like, I am not going to view having Esme as this like limiting factor because Oh my gosh. I, I, the, the amount of times people would say to me, your life is over. You better go on vacation now because once you have a kid, there's going to be no more vacations. You better do all the things you want to do now because it's all going to be gone. And I would just look at them and I would just be like, well, that sucks for you, but like, that's not going to be my life. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> I'm like, so like, that was like another very like forceful mindset shift that I was just like, I, I am going to choose my reality. And just because for you, you have decided that you think you can no longer go on vacation or do what you want to do, I am going to make a different choice. And, you know, it's, it's funny because especially when you don't have a kid yet, people will look at you and they'll just be like, you don't know what you're talking about, right? They're like, you have no idea how hard it's going to be when your kid is here. So come back to me in a year when you have a kid and let me know how all your big plans are going. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, you know what? I'm sitting here. She's seven and a half months old. We do everything we want to do. We have never like, yeah, there was like logistical things behind it. Of course, like you still need to make sure she's napping at her appropriate times and like whatever. But there's never been a point where we're like, oh, we really want to do this. But Esme, it's like, oh, we really want to do this. How can we make it work? So I feel like that was like a really big mindset shift. And I think, I think that's what's going to be like the driving force behind 
me being able to be a mom and have a career of my own and not feel like I am choosing one over the other. It's yeah, that's a perfect, that's a perfect thing that you just shared because this really shows that it it doesn't matter. It does not matter what the circumstances are that someone is in. What matters is your mindset about it. And for you, you had a lot of tests from the universe of people making comments about how your life's going to change and this, this, and this. And again, this is literally people just putting on you the blueprint of what they think motherhood should be and how your life's going to change. So just so that they can understand it, even though it's not going to be the same for you as it is for, you know, the next person. Like it's, it's that I think is so important to, to really advocate for that. Like, especially in the world of, for moms is that there is no blueprint for being a mother. Like there's no, there's no blueprint. Like you have to decide how you want your life to be. And, and then that's it. Like you decide how it's going to be and then you figure it out. And I love what you said about, for example, things that you want to do and it's not, oh, we can't because of Esme. Like, because first of all, then you just obviously disempower the context of having a child, which why would anyone want to do that? But instead you become creative and you think, well, how can we make this work? You know, like I know a couple of months ago, like you went to Florida, right? And like you took her and you went on a plane and you figured everything out. And I know that you were like nervous about some things, but it, it obviously still worked and you made it happen and you got to spend time with your family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I very much think, and I know you'll agree with this. It's like, it's literally just flipping your mindset because when you, when you approach this situation as like, oh my gosh, like we can't do this because we have a kid. All you have to do is literally, because when I think about that, then I think about like Esme is a burden, right? Like that's what it becomes because if every time you want to do something, you automatically say no because of your kid, your kid becomes the burden. But all it is, is like literally just a switch, just like, how can we incorporate Esme into this? Like, or if it's something that would be done without her, because of course we want to do like activities without her too. Like, you know, like what fun thing could she do with Nana instead while we go and do something else? Like, it's just, it's not making her seem like the burden because that's how it felt when people would be like, your life is over when you have a kid. And I'm like, well, why are people having kids if that's their mentality? Yeah. (laughs) Your life's not over. We're bringing, we're bringing a life into this world. And to be quite honest, like, she's like my little sidekick. Like I, I love like toting her around and like, you know, showing her the world and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't ever want to like look at her and be like, you're the reason I can't do the things I want to do because it's not true. And it's not fair to her to, you know, as she's growing up, even if she doesn't know it, but to have that, that placed on her. And it's like I said, like, it's not even true. She's not a burden. People just choose to make their kids seem like burdens. This is such an important message because I'm imagining, say, for example, the parents who have kids and maybe they have multiple kids and sure there, it could be a complicated situation where maybe both parents have gone back to work and there's no, quote, time for themselves. So then all of a sudden their health goes to shit and they gain weight. And yeah, that's the thing like, oh, no, we can't do this because of the kids or this because of the kids. It becomes a self-sabotaging technique 
putting the blame on someone else, something else, because then you don't have to be responsible for it. Like, oh, I'm too busy with my kids. So then you don't have to be responsible for making the time to work out. You don't have to be responsible for planning when you're going to cook healthy meals. You don't have to be responsible for balancing your social life and also, you know, having a family and working. You just like when people have that mindset of like, oh, it's black and white, it's over, then you're literally cutting off all possibility from happening. Like it's absolutely impossible to create the life that you want as a parent or even as a human being when you when you throw things on elsewhere away from you because you realize like you don't want to be responsible for it. And it could be a fear thing. It could be, no, I, I, I can't because I have a kid or this, whatever the excuse is, because maybe deep down you don't know yet what it looks like to make it work. And that's okay. Because like I said earlier, there's no blueprint to being a parent or to doing things for the first time. Like you kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I, I won't pretend to know what it's like to have multiple children because I don't. And I, I can appreciate that. Yes. When you have multiple kids and they're not napping and stuff like that, like it no doubt adds an element of difficulty, but the bottom line is, and I think this is probably harsh for a lot of people, but you design your life and being complacent is still you picking that life. So if people, if people really want to make change or want to live a different life, it's possible. It really is. It, it, it's not going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that there won't be challenges and that there won't be like logistical things to figure out. And it doesn't mean you won't feel guilty at some points for choosing things outside your kids, but it's possible. And I think like that's a really big thing that moms need to know and to recognize because there, there's tons of moms out there who do want other things in their life outside their kids. And that's okay right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. I read, oh gosh, I read a post once on Facebook in this mommy Facebook group that I'm in. And I just instantly was just like, oh no, people, let's not go there. But this lady was like, I don't understand how anybody could want to be away from their kids. I was just like, how, like, that's great for you. Like, that's fantastic. If you want to spend every second of your, your waking life with your children, then that is fantastic for you. But I'm like, that, that's not real for a lot of people. A lot of people want life outside of their children. And there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It doesn't mean you love your kids any less. It just means that you are mom, but you're also Jessica. I, I am, you know, being a mom is a part of me. It's not me as a whole person. So I think that like when moms are able to push, you know, push that guilt aside or work through it or push through it and just sort of like take a look at their life and and think about what they want and then start to like implement it and it's not to say that you know you want to do 10,000 things that all of a sudden next week you'll be able to do them all but just like write down like what do I want my life to look like and then start to like work away at a thing here and there and just like slowly start changing your life to be the way you want it to be and I can guarantee you this, that if you are happier, the benefit to your kids will be humongous because anyone who's grown up with a parent that has been miserable is not like, that's not a pleasant experience for the kids. And they won't care if you, 
spend every single moment with them if you're miserable, right? Like that's not a good experience for them. They would probably, I would think, choose a mom who isn't there 24 seven, but when she is there, she's happy and she's present and she has low stress and she can interact with the kids in a positive manner rather than a mom who feels like she needs to be there 24 seven. And then she starts resenting her kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And you mentioned this earlier about, well, you said something along the lines, I'm going to elaborate on this. You can't pour from, from an empty cup. Like that's such a, right. Like that's just, it's the truth. Like, and I think it's important too, when as a leader, like a parent, you are a leader for your child and your family and in your relationships leading by example of I'm going to have everything that I want in my life and healthy relationships and be, you know, a very inspiring parent that loves and takes care of my child. And I'm going to have a relationship with my significant other. And I'm going to have a career. When you show that, like you're paving the way for your child, when we show up like, Oh no, I'm limited by being a parent, then that will just continue on into their generation. And then we start creating this path of like generation after generation showing up the same way and then it it leaves like it leaves more work for the future ones who suddenly have enlightenment and want to make a difference there's more work for them to do to try and redirect their life where you just do it right from the get-go rather than waiting till oh I'm gonna wait till they're they're one year old and then I can get my life back that's still that still is a disservice right and I think that that's that's a really important thing for people to consider Yeah. Yeah. And even just on a point of view saying, I'll wait till later, I, from anyone I've talked to later doesn't come until they're 18 and move out of the house. Like, because you just, you just, as your kids grow older, new things are happening and you know, you have new now all of a sudden, yes, your kids are in school, but now you have to drive them to after school sports or clubs or you know, whatever. And then your kids are teenagers and you're dealing with that whole realm of your kids being teenagers. So it's like, if you're going to, if you're waiting until things are easy, you're pretty much going to have to wait until your kids are out of the house. And even then it doesn't even mean it's going to be easy because there's lots of kids who are 19, 20, 21, et cetera, that still need a lot of support from their parents. So what's the point? Like, what's the point in waiting 20 years and then what? And then you're 20 years from now, I'll be 40, almost 48. I'm not waiting till I'm 48. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that when you say like, oh, I'll wait with anything in life, whether you're a parent or like you're listening to this and you're waiting to start your business or you're waiting to go out and start dating again, or you're waiting to pay off your student debt, whatever it is you're waiting for, just that, that train of thought I'm waiting is when you boil it down is it's just an excuse. So therefore, to be real, to boil it down even more, you are choosing an, an excuse rather than what you want. Therefore, like you said, oh, you're just going to wait till they're older. That will continue to be the excuse. And the, if it's not, if it's not that, then it's going to be something else because you're choosing the excuse over what it is you want. Like just to just boil it straight down to that. You know, I think that that's a really important thing that it's you got to be we have to be aware of our reasons and excuses and I think sometimes the the concept of reason I actually haven't talked about this that much but I know that you've done the landmark forum and they talk a lot about reasons and like being unreasonable like this is something that 
to shed a different light on it. When you're unreasonable in life, that means that you're not allowing reasons to dictate like how your life is going to go or how you're going to show up. If you're being unreasonable, there's no reasons why you can't do what it is you want to do and, and so forth. And I think that, I think that's like such a powerful thing because then you don't get weighed down by these excuses. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I can imagine you'll have listeners listening to this and they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, like this is way too harsh or, you know, like, or they're going to listen to this and just be like, these girls don't get it. Like, but you're, you're right. And it's all, it's all excuses. It really is. And that's just the reality of it. And if you, like, if you're completely happy being a mom, like I said before, and you are like actually completely happy in your role as a mother and what you're doing in your life right now, then like, that's absolutely fantastic. And uh, you know, that that's incredible. But if there's any part of you that wants something else or wants more or wants change and you don't pursue it because of whatever you're telling yourself, whatever you are saying is an excuse. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, people will hear that and they'll probably judge us. <laughs> yeah. But it's true though, right? Like you don't get somewhere with excuses. You get nowhere. And if, if you want to have excuses, then at least be honest with yourself. At least say to yourself, I know I'm holding myself back and that that's what it is right now and at least just be honest but don't don't try to you know blame the kids or blame your partner or blame the world or blame the weather or you know people blame a lot of weird stuff but yeah <laughs> like at least take ownership that you you are the reason that you are not that you don't have what you want to have yeah and the thing is too i think yes this might be somebody listening to this if they're getting triggered like if you're listening to this and you're getting triggered like this is an opportunity like getting triggered and getting annoyed or being offended those are all pieces of feedback for you that there's something that is unfulfilled within you and so this conversation is really to spark that train of thought to look at okay where am i being inauthentic in my life and when i say being inauthentic i mean where are you allowing things to slip? Where are you not showing up where you want to show up? Where are you not doing the things that you want to be doing? Like you getting triggered by this conversation and being offended is simply feedback. And I don't, I don't, when I get really blunt on my podcast episodes, I don't do it to be right. I do it because when we stir the shit up, when we like bring the pot to a boil, then that's when things can shift and move around. Yeah. I'm like, it, what service would this conversation be right now? if we just came on and just glamorized everything and said that mindset about being a parent and changing your life doesn't matter. Like we would literally just be enabling people to continue doing whatever it is they're doing. And that would be a disservice because maybe that's not what they want to keep doing. So of course we're going to like bring things up that might offend you or upset you. And it's, it's, it's coming from a place of wanting to push you to up level to the next level of your life so that you can be of service to yourself and like to the people that you're taking care of in your life. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, for anyone that is listening, like I, I was the queen of excuses. Like I've been there. Trust me. I, I have been that person that, like I said, like I was living my life for other people and I, I had all the excuses in the books, books too. So I, I get where, where it's coming from, but you just, you just very consciously have to decide that that doesn't have to be your reality. 
And that, that's really true. And you will get pushback. Of course, people will, will try to keep you where you are because it makes them feel good, right? We, we tend to not want to see other people succeed because it highlights our own you know, deficiencies and like our, what we're lacking and stuff like that. So people will try to keep you where you are, not because they actually care about you, but because they just don't want to see you succeed because it makes them feel like shit. So just, you just have to like push people aside. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just, that's just part of of being human, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So the next thing I wanted to ask you was, and I think this is like such a beautiful thing to talk about, obviously, because I really love relationships, but how has your, your mindset shift in this whole experience been like a collaboration with your partner? Because that's obviously like you have your own world and then him and then together, right? Like that's something that I think that like, obviously I grew up, my parents separated when I was three. And mm-hmm. so I grew up in a, with a split family my entire life. And so I know that like communication, collaboration, respect, compassion, like all these things are so critical to having a relationship work. So I'm really curious to hear how, as you've been evolving, like the last basically over a year now, like since you got pregnant and since you've had Esme, like how has that mindset shift affected your relationships in a positive way and negative way? Like just whatever, we're just going to be real anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I did a whole episode on my podcast about this, about how your relationship changes when you have a baby. I was blindsided when Esme came along at how Emmanuel and my relationship changed for the worse. It was like this out of the blue, but when you really think about it, it makes sense, right? Like you, you literally one day don't have a baby, like your baby's in your belly. And then the next day, all of a sudden they're, they're here and your world is like turned upside down. You're hormones are you know all over the charts you're trying to navigate this while being so exhausted 24 7 and you know him and I like we went through a really a pretty rough period for a while there where you're just like fighting all the time about everything everything is just like annoying everything you just want to like yell at each other about and whatnot so when she first arrived it was like this like slap in the face where you literally are just like, what is happening? Like, why, why are we acting like this and whatnot? And I, I had to really like look inside myself because I had all these like expectations of him and some of them, like, I didn't even tell him. I just like, you know, thought he should know <laughs> without me telling him, which I feel like is such a woman thing to do, to be like, the guy should just know and I'm not going to say anything and ha ha ha, he has to figure it out. <laughs> but that didn't work. <laughs> so I, I really like, it went on for like weeks. I don't even remember how long because like time is kind of like all a blur, but it was probably a good like couple months where it was just like every day, every couple of days, multiple times a week, we'd be like in these like arguments and like yelling at each other. And like, I'd be like crying and like holding Esme and just like bawling my eyes out. And I just like really had to like take a step back and just look internally and be like, why, like, what am I doing? Like, where is this all coming from? And why am I treating him this way? 
And when I really like actually like looked at how I was feeling and like my actions and stuff like that, I realized that like probably 85% of our arguments were because of me. And I, you know, I talk about this in my podcast that sure, some of it is because your hormones are rebalancing and there's like no way to really like describe how crazy it is with your hormones, like all over the place. But at the same time, like I, I just like, I just had these like expectations that weren't even like realistic and weren't, like I said, like I had expectations of him that I didn't even tell him about. So I had to like, really just like look internally and be like, like, why am I acting this way? Like, what, what do I want our relationship to look like? Because this is certainly not it. And then I just had to like, cut that shit out. Like literally just had to just be like, Jessica, like you have to stop doing this because you know, no reasonable person is going to want to continue a relationship forever if this is like the way it's going to be. So it was like a good couple months. I'd say probably good, like two, two, maybe two and a half months of us doing that. And when I, when it came to like that realization that it was me, I just like really had to like consciously choose to act differently about things. And it was such a relief it was literally like things changed really really fast within probably like the next day by the time I made that choice and it was funny because like nothing was different in terms of like our physical world like everything was the same like Esme was still the same and all this stuff but just like me choosing that I didn't want our relationship to be that way I felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulders and I like, I apologized to him. I was just like, you know, like I've, I've been a dick. Like <laughs> I've like literally been a, like a terrible girlfriend <laughs> and it just like felt like so different. And I, you know, I would try to be more aware of the things that he was doing that I was grateful for because, you know, Emmanuel is like, the top tier dad. Like he, he's incredible. He will do everything and anything. And he, he's like a hundred percent in this. So I couldn't ask for a better person. And the more that I just like practiced like the gratitude around what he was doing versus focusing on the things that he wasn't doing or the things that I thought he should be doing that he wasn't doing, our relationship like bloomed. And then it was just like, now, like we still have rocky moments, of course, which is normal, obviously, in every relationship. But now it's like, cool, because you like, you look at this other person and you're like, man, like, you're, you're not just my boyfriend anymore. Like, you're my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> I love that. But, I know. That's funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it's cool now because you just like, I don't know, I like, I've got to like watch him like somehow effortlessly from my eyes, at least like fall into this like fatherhood role and just like take on being a father. And like, it just, it, it's made me like love him all that more when, once I was like able to get like out of my own way and really just, you know, you know, take him for who he is and like really appreciate what he does. It's just like made me love him like that much more. I love that. And do you think that when, say for example, the start, when you were like, you're talking about 
it was partly hormonal and just the nitpicking of certain fights and arguments. And then when you discovered that you were really the source of this in the sense of like the source of being the one who is going to transform this, do you think that you were acting out that way because you were lacking like confidence or you're feeling insecure or just trying to get used to your new life? Like, what do you think was causing, like, obviously Esme was in the picture, but obviously a lot of this has to do with your, your thoughts in your mind. Like, how do you think you were being at that time? I, I don't even, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that way. I feel like to some degree I was hell bent and I don't even know why, but on things being 50, 50, even like split straight down the middle in terms of her. And he still worked out of the house at the time. He works from home now, but like he was still going to like the gym and he was still like working at the club at night. So of course like, it was like unreasonable of me to have these expectations, but um, I don't know. I don't actually know. I never really thought about where that was coming from. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just asking that because obviously the people listening, like there'll be moms listening to this episode, but I just think even people who are in relationships, who've had like a dynamic shift in the relationship, like maybe, maybe someone's recently passed away and, and like in your immediate family and that suddenly changed the dynamic of your relationship or somebody got a new career or somebody got fired or like suddenly somebody gets diagnosed with like a health issue. Like I'm talking about major shifts, right? And I think what happens is we start living from, well, I mean, it kind of sounds like you were, you were living from this place of scarcity, like you know, obviously you're navigating the territories of being a mom, you're trying to figure that out. And then you're watching him still kind of, quote, living his normal life. And, and maybe it was just, you felt you were overwhelmed and disempowered, and then just sort of stuck in this ego trip of like, I'm a quote, victim in the situation, like, why aren't you helping me? Why aren't you doing what I want? Right. And like, that's a really bold statement, what I just said, but I'm also acknowledging that you've moved from that. And I just, what I really want the listeners to hear is that you took responsibility for yourself. That mm. is, that's where the power is. Like, this is how you get to be a great parent. This is how you get to be a great partner. Like, this is how you get to decide how your life goes is you literally got the impact of how you were showing up. You're like, you know, he, like any reasonable person doesn't want to be in a relationship with someone like this. Like, these are my choices right now. Like you got present to the impact of how you were showing up and it like wasn't working and it was causing a lot of tension and having a negative effect on your relationship. And then all you did was shift your perspective. And then when you shift how you think that shifted your actions, because then you started speaking differently and therefore you started causing a different result. Like you started collaborating and then now you get to like see him empowered and, and, completely showing up how you want him to show up and it, it sounds like it's a lot easier than how it was and so I just really wanted to capture that because I was like listening to you and I was like oh my god this is such a beautiful like passage that you're sharing with us from your podcast episode and just from your life and that I really want people to get that that even if things are really 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 challenging that when we take a minute and reflect and look inward like you said you did that you can totally shift the situation no matter what mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like what you said at the beginning there, like you nailed it right on the head that it came from a place of scarcity. You're so right though, because he was living his pretty much his old life. You know, he, he was like going to work, he could go to the gym, like 
do all these things. And you're right. Like I'd be sitting at home just being like this little, like, you know, I want to call them swear words, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't remember if I can swear on your podcast or not. So I'm like, I better not. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like that, 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 that's what it was, is that I, and this probably also goes back to the point of, you know, me being so passionate about like pursuing my own things is that I was looking at him doing what he wanted to do. And I was sitting at home, not doing what I wanted to do. And I was just like, well, pretty much was like, if I'm going to be miserable, you're going to be miserable with me. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's, I think that's pretty accurate what you were saying there, but you're, you're so right though. And like I said, when, once I realized that it was me, and I know I said this before, the weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like it was literally like gone and nothing, nothing changed in our physical world. Like everything is still the exact same. And, you know, we've made some adjustments in terms of like how we run things around the house. But the, the thing that changed was ding, 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 my mindset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. This is why I wanted to have this conversation with you today, because obviously, you know, you have a, a unique a unique dynamic where you have like a new baby in your life right and not everyone has that but still like I said like it doesn't have to be a baby it can be a career change it can be long distance it can be anything that has like put a little wedge in the relationship and I think that part that you reiterated that was super powerful was that when you realized that you were the one you you realized that you were the one from a place of oh my god I have control to change this oh my God, like I, I'm the one, (laughs) I'm the one that can change my life. It wasn't, I'm the one, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. I'm such a bad girlfriend. Like I'm a terrible parent. Like, oh, cause then you just, you're back in that trap of not being good enough or like the victimhood and all that scarcity. Right. But in that moment, you discovered it from a powerful point because you were looking for, what do I need to do to shift the situation right now? And then you got that you're the one. And that's why that weight was lifted off your shoulders. So I think that's like a really powerful thing that you can, people can discover that in two ways. Like they can discover it from like a place of making themselves wrong, which is just, you're continuing to add stories and like meaning and, and negativity to the situation. Or you can look at it from like, how do I actually want this to go? And that's, that's how you looked at it. It was, how do I want this to go? This is how I want my relationship to be. This is how I want to be treated. So I'm going to treat him this way. And then this is how it's going to affect Esme. And then it just, became effortless not maybe not necessarily effortless but there was less resistance there Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and it's I think it's really looking inward is a very challenging thing like right like deciding that I'm the one that has been causing this like it's not easy because it means admitting that you're wrong and you know I'm sure you could probably tell me like that's my ego I'm I'm thinking it's that right that you know, taking that time to just be like, it's actually me is a very, very hard thing for people to do. And it wasn't easy for me either. Right. Like I so wanted it to be him. Like it would have made me feel good. It would have, it would have given me the pleasure of being like, haha, like it's actually you that's fucking this, messing this all up. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. You can drop an F bomb. It's okay. I've done it plenty of times. shoot. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like, like I wanted it to be him. I really, really did. But 
it, it wasn't him. And I could have kept pushing it and I could have kept going down that road and trying to blame it on him and make it seem like it was him that was being, being the jerk, but it never would have got us anywhere. It probably would have got us in way worse of a situation, but taking the time to like look inwards and be like, like, I, I'm the one that has the issue here that needs to be solved. It's not easy, but it's, it's, you know, you're giving power to the right things in your life. And the, you know, when I realized I was wrong, like I said, like, I apologize to him and that like, it like set me free. I, you know, with just using like another analogy, I guess, but like, that's what it did. Like it set me free and it let me like choose a new path for our relationship. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. And the other thing that I'm hearing too, especially with such a dynamic situation, like being a mom and being in a relationship, what about how, uh, how has forgiveness? Cause this is something that I talk about a lot in terms of like mindset coaching, how has forgiveness played a role in like these new territories that you're exploring as a parent? I think it's, it's interesting because like when you, once you add a kid, it's like a whole new element in your relationship. And I think more than ever in our relationship, we've, we've had to learn to forgive each other because up until now, like, you know, I, I'm very open in saying that like Emmanuel and I have like a really great relationship where we're very just like in tune with each other. Like Emmanuel works from home and I stay home, like, as, like outside of quarantine life, we were already home together, like almost 24 hours a day. And a lot of people like can't do that with their partners. Not that there's anything wrong with that either, but we're just like very in tune with each other and like jive really well. And we've never, we've never really had that many circumstances arise in our relationship that would require forgiveness. So now that you've like, now that we have Esme and there is this whole added element, you, we, we have had to like learn more on how to do that. And even like, I think you just also have to, even if someone doesn't apologize or doesn't ask for forgiveness, learning to forgive them anyways. And sort of like learning, learning what's worth pursuing and what's worth just letting go because some things, some things are like, do need to be talked about and some things like do need to be solved. And then there's just other things that sometimes it's just better just to like, you know, brush it off your back and just like not even worry about it. And I, I don't know, I attribute like a lot of our greatness and our relationship to like how we communicate because we're very open we're not the type of people to like let things fester and like sit and and like you know dwell on it and stuff like that we're very much like you pissed me off right now I'm gonna tell you right now that I am pissed off and I, I think that's like it works really well for us like sometimes other people need like a little bit of distance before they can bring up things that are going on but I think just like, you know, we communicate very well and just, like I said, like learning also like, you know, giving, giving yourself grace, but giving the other person grace as well, because we're both trying to figure this out together, but alone, right? Like his journey as a father is different than my journey as a mother and his connection with Esme is different than my connection. And, 
you know, the way he wants to do things sometimes is different than the way I want to do things. And just kind of like giving each other the grace to, to mess up and, and to say like, that's okay. Like, it's okay that we don't know anything. Like, we don't know what we're doing at all. Every day is a new adventure and that's probably going to be the way it is forever. So I don't even know if that answered your question. (laughs) It does. No, it does. And I I think that I, whenever I talk about forgiveness too, is I think what people mix it up with is that when we quote forgive someone that we're condoning what they've done, but really what forgiveness is, is just choosing to let it go. Mm -hmm. And obviously when you were say in the beginning weeks and months of, you know, when you first became like in physical world, a mother to Esme and she was in the picture that you had to forgive yourself for, you know, playing the victim or making him wrong or for having all these quote unrealistic expectations and not voicing them. And so you had to forgive yourself for that to let go of it so that you could actually bring in the space for what you wanted to create with him. And I think it's right. Like, and even with myself, with my boyfriend, it's like, we, we always forgive each other in terms of if it's something there's so many times, especially because again, now that we're quarantined, we both work from home and our place is really small. We have a one bedroom. And so I literally, sometimes I'm working from bed and he's in the living room and vice versa. But like, there's little things that will happen that suddenly become really irritating. And it's like, I can feel it so intensely now when I'm irritated and pissed off. I'm like, okay, I need to like, it's like, it's almost like I need to pull it out of my body and just leave it and just let it go and forgive it. Cause I'm like, okay, here's the options. I either fuel my ego and pick this fight or I just let it go. And like you said, like water down a bucks, duck's back or just whatever you said, brush off the back, just let it go. <laughs> My analogies are not good right now. <laughs> That's okay. I could like see you laughing on camera. I'm like, I need to acknowledge that that was not funny. Anyways, yeah, that's the power of letting go because what happens is that if you're holding on to something, there's something in your space. And if there's mm-hmm. something in your space, then you can't really create something new because there's literally shit in the way. <laughs> so that's the point, right? So that's why I really wanted to point at that and just like look at the importance of forgiveness in relationships and in communication because that that is what will allow for something new to evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, I think a lot of times we get, I mean, I'll just say I, because I can't speak for other people, but a lot of times like I get annoyed over things that are literally so insignificant and what we fail to remember a lot of times is that I'm the one annoyed I'm the one that's affected by this and he may not even know and he's lit in la la land living life like normal and he doesn't care and you know then I'm the one sitting here just like so annoyed over you know something so stupid like I don't know hypothetically he didn't take the garbage out right? Which is something so insignificant, but I'm the one that's being affected by it. And then you sit there and you're making up all these scenarios in your head. You're having these conversations with yourself about what you're going to say to him. And it literally has no effect on him whatsoever. So it's like, you really have to consciously choose what you're going to let into your space, like you said, and consciously choose to put things aside because especially if you're, you know, if you're going to be the one that it's being affected by it, then pick good things to affect you. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like it's like that whole idea of like, you know, envy and stuff like that. Like I, I have a Instagram post. I haven't posted it yet. I did this video where I talk about how, 
there's this girl on Instagram. I don't know her personally. I've just been following her and she just had a baby. And she, according to her Instagram, I have no idea what her real life is like, but she makes it seem like, you know, things are going fantastic. Her baby is like breastfeeding so easily, which as like a mom, you will know that that is so challenging. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I am so jealous of this woman. And I literally was just like, like getting sour about it. And I had to like, stop. I unfollowed her, not because she was doing anything wrong at all, but I'm like, I'm the one being affected by this. And I was like, I obviously need to do some work internally because this is showing me some things, but I'm like, you know, my, my jealousy and my anger and my annoyance is not affecting anyone else. It's me. So like, I have to decide what I'm going to let affect me and like what I'm going to let into my space. And that just like goes back to the point of like, you know, when you're nitpicking about little things, chances are it's affecting you way more than it's affecting the other person. It's so true. And again, this comes back to personal responsibility and just really embracing being the source of your life and being the source of deciding how your relationships go, deciding how you want to design your life, deciding how you're going to communicate, forgive, collaborate. Like it's, it's really the whole thing is such a beautiful experience and it really does come down to what you think and, and your mindset and no matter what the circumstances, right? And, you know, obviously in our conversation today, like I don't have kids yet. I'm going to throw that in there because I don't want to say never, but, and, and you do have a child, but we're able to have this conversation on the same level and just share about the importance of mindset and how like that really is the key to designing a life that you love. And it's important to do that, that inner work. And I love, I really want to recap that situation that you just described, how, you know, this woman on Instagram was a trigger for you and she evoked these emotions of you know jealousy and anger and resentment and whatever that is but then you have the awareness to catch yourself in that and then you allowed yourself to make a decision so in that moment you got the impact of this like i'm feeling shitty because this person's things are making me think and feel a certain way so you had the choice you could either keep looking at her instagram and just like sewering yourself or you made the choice of like okay i need to set a boundary here so i'm just going to unfollow her so that i stop getting triggered so you take your power back and, and then you get to choose to focus on the things that you actually want to positively affect you in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, I just love the way you shared that little journey because this specific thing can be applied to anything in life. It's not just somebody on Instagram. It's, it can be how you, like somebody says something to you or you saw something on the news or you read something in a book or somebody posted something on Facebook that triggered you. Like catch yourself and t- remove yourself from the situation. That's like, no one can ever take that power away from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's even just acknowledging that like, it, it has nothing to do with that other person at all. Right. Like her, she was just posting about her life. Like it actually has nothing to do with her. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in, you know, once again, like we talked about before, blaming the other person you know, I, I could have been like, well, like, 
you know, she, she's clearly not showing like the bad sides of like the motherhood. And like, she's clearly only showing like these fantastic moments. And like, she's trying to make it seem like things are so perfect. And like, that just can't be right. Like, no, she's, she's choosing what she wants to show on Instagram. It's her prerogative. She's not lying. Well, she could be lying. I don't know, but it's, it has nothing to do with her. The, the thoughts and feelings that came up have everything to do with me. And it could have been anyone else's Instagram profile. It wouldn't have mattered. It was me that needs to like look inwards and say like, actually, there's a reason that this content is bringing up these feelings inside of me. And I need to, you know, figure out why and, and do something about it. And it's just like taking the blame off other people and like taking responsibility for your life. Right. Cause it's like, this is the most simple analogy, but you know, so you're walking and a car splashes you with water and you instantly, people are like, why is this happening to me? Like, did that car not like me? Like all these different things. Right. But you're just like, the, the car didn't do anything intentional to you. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And you got to like, take the blame off the car and just be like, this is what happened. And now I get to decide what I want to do about it. Am I going to still go to work wet or am I going to go home and change my clothes? Like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I, I'm laughing. I know you can see me smiling on camera right now, but I'm laughing because living in Vancouver, it rains so much in BC, like as everyone, like quote, everyone knows this. And the sidewalks going up to the bus stop that I would take to go downtown Vancouver, the, the streets are not like, well, I don't know what ir- irrigate. There's not very good irrigation. Is that the mm-hmm. right word? Yes. So literally, I cannot tell you how many times this has physically happened to me, Jess. Where I'm walking and I'm minding my own fucking business, and a car drives by, and I've literally had I've had an umbrella, and the water has come <laughs> under my umbrella over my head and soaked me head to toe. <laughs> so what you're saying right now, literally, and it's so funny because this has happened to me where I've been drenched. And luckily it was when I was heading home. Actually, there was a few times when I was going to work, but I was heading home and I would get soaked and I would just stop and I'm standing there and I'm pissed off right away. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, that that fucking asshole just soaked me. I'm like covered in disgusting water from the ground. Like, what is this? But then I would just catch myself and I'd be like, I'm just going to let this go because I'm going home now and I'm going to shower and wash my clothes and it's fine. Because like you said, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was just an opportunity in that moment to handle my immediate emotions that came up. And the other thing that we haven't really mentioned yet is that it's okay to be human and have these emotions. We're not saying to be perfect all the time and to be happy and grateful and whatever and never feel emotions of jealousy or anger or frustration. That's not what we're saying in this episode. But you can have compassion for yourself. But what we're saying is to make the choice to be and show up how you want to be rather than letting the circumstances define how you're going to show up and how you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, it's exactly what you just said. Like, feel the feelings. They're not wrong. There's yeah. nothing wrong, with, you know, being pissed or, you know, whatnot. But it's like you pointed out before, like it just, it just shows you what you need to work on. And then you just need to make the choice whether or not you want to work on it. And if you don't, then, you know, you have to expect that that stuff is going to continue coming up over and over and over again. And if you do, that stuff will probably still come up, but at least you can better manage it and and try to move past it. So, Exactly. 
Exactly. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before I start to wrap things up on our episode today? I think I've kind of said most of it. Just that like, honestly, like if your mom listening to this, first and foremost, just know that like you're doing an incredible job. Being a mom is hands down the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. And I imagine it'll probably be like that for a very long time. So just like, no, you're, you're killing it. But if you have any desires or urges to do something else or to change your life in any way, you, I encourage you to follow that and start small. Like, like I said before, like write out how you would like, like to have your ideal life and then just pick like one thing to work at, whether that's like literally as simple as reading your book regularly, just start to hack away at these things that you want to do and really just remind yourself that the more fulfilled you are as a person and the more happy and content and all of that, the better parent you will be. So if you have these feelings of mom guilt that come up, just remind yourself of that. And that deep down inside, kids just want their parents to be happy. Like really, kids just want their parents to be happy because in return, they receive that happiness. And it's like this like domino effect over and over again. So that's, yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to say. (laughs) No, I, I love this. And I think that it still applies to people listening to this, like whether you have a kid or not, if there's something that you want to do with your life and you're listening to this, and maybe there's something in your life that you have that you're declaring is a, for lack of a better word, a crutch that's stopping you, that you can still apply the same things that we're talking about here. And that when you get to be happy, then your friends and your family and everyone else will see you happy and they'll be happy for you. And like Jess said, like it is a domino effect. So it's just a really a matter of, of like reclaiming your power and, and just trusting yourself that you can design a life that you love. You know, that's, that's accessible to anyone, no matter what. Can you please tell us where, and I'll include this like written out in the show notes, but where our listeners can find you and connect with you and obviously share about your podcast too. And I'll put that link in there as well. So I'm on Facebook as Jessica Hessels. And then I'm on Instagram as Jess Hessels. Like I said, I'm much more active on Instagram than I am on Facebook. But if you want to connect on either one, that is perfectly fine. I absolutely love connecting with all types of people from all walks of life. I love voice noting. So if you message me, I will 100% voice note you back just as a forewarning. But I, I um, yeah, I'm here to connect with anybody who wants to connect further. And then like Kayla said, I have my podcast. So my podcast is called The Badass Moms Club. It is on all podcast platforms. And if you have listened to any of this, just as a side note, and any of it is like resonating with you, or you feel like your story as a mother or father is something that you want people to hear, then please reach out to me because I do do guest interviews just like Kayla. And I would love to see if we can have you on my podcast. (laughs) Perfect. Love that. Thank you, Jess, for coming on this call with me today. And I love the conversation that we have. And I love that we were able to tie in mindset and just really allow you to shine with like what you're up to and creating a dialogue that really anyone can listen to and learn something from it. I think that that was like today's conversation was really powerful and I feel really good about it. Me too. I, I always love talking to you. You are 
just anytime anyone's like mindset stuff, I'm like, you need to go check out Kayla's podcast. Cause I'm like, it is, it's where it's at. And I know that like, you know, I, I think mindset's becoming more and more quote unquote popular, I suppose. And people are getting into it more, but you, you really like highlight a lot of things that are so real. And it's like super exciting to just like, on the flip side, like watch you like blossom in this role as like a mindset coach. So I love watching you. <laughs> oh, thank you. That means so much to hear that. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you so much, Jess. I will definitely have you again on the channel. So I'm excited for the next episode. Thank you to our listeners today for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And I'll have all the goodies for you in the show notes so that you can find Jess and listen to her podcast as well. And for me, if you could please subscribe to the channel, share this with your friends, family, tag me on Instagram at Kayla G, leave a five-star review, leave a comment. I love hearing from people to see what they think about the episodes and if it's made a difference for them because I love podcasting and putting stuff out every week. So it's just been, it's like my new normal. I've been doing this for over a year now and I know I'll continue to do it. So I want to thank you for listening and I will tune in with you on the next episode.